welcome to the Joe Rogan experience. Uh, Joe <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, welcome to Theology in the Raw. My name is Preston Sprinkle. Um, You're a bigot, sir. Yeah, I, I love. <laughs> um, welcome to Dopey, the podcast about. I can't remember their thing. Dope and dumb shit. Something the dark like that, comedy right? of addiction, I think it is. Um, welcome to You Made it's It Weird. Dope. I'm Pete Holmes. Would you like some CBD oil? <laughs> <laughs> Charlotte's let's, Web. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. <laughs> oh, welcome to Nerdist. My name's Chris Hardwick. Uh, enjoy your burrito. Hi, this, this is American Life. I'm Iron Glass. This uh, week, uh, part one. This week on Criminal. My name is Phoebe Judge. Have you ever heard Criminal? <laughs> no. Oh, uh, she's got. She, she says she says one thing so freaking annoyingly. But uh, well, welcome to Church and Other Drugs. My name is Jed. I am Jay in the house. Oh, she she says ZipRecruiter <laughs> when she's she, it, it's sponsored by ZipRecruiter, but she goes ZipRecruiter, <laughs> ZipRecruiter. Like she like ah, it's it's so aggravating. Um, Hi, this is Pete Holmes. This is Pete Holmes. Welcome to Hi, Pete Holmes. He is such a freaking cornball. Goober, Such dude. A goober. I love it so much, though. It's I do, too. <laughs> okay, to start things off, uh, I've this video is amazing. Um, <laughs> I'll post the link, but uh, it's this. So, since y'all can't see it, this lady is talking to the police. Listen. Yeah, what's going on? Well, the lady owes me $20. I gave her a 20 and she didn't give me nothing. Why, do you, why does she owe you $20? I gave her a $20 bill. I gave her a $20 bill. For what? For anything. I don't care. Whatever uh, it's for, but she can give me my money back if she ain't going to do nothing with it. Okay, were well, you planning to buy some drugs yes, or I something? Was. What kind of drugs were you wanting to buy? Rock. A rock. Yes, I was. You gave her $20 <laughs> back. I gave her $20. She gave me some plaster. And now you want your $20 back <laughs> because she didn't supply you with crack cocaine. Well, she, if she shouldn't give me nothing, no plaster or nothing, she should have said no. What's going on? She come around here a while ago. There used to be some people right over there that used to sell. Yeah. We were sitting out here on the porch in some chairs. So she said, y'all have anything to buy? I said, no, baby, you don't have nothing to sell. So she left one around the corner. Mm-hmm. Yo, that Martin shirt later, is fire. Give me my money back. up. No, you ain't buying nothing from here. Don't disrespect my child. This is my child. Mm-hmm. I don't sell crack. I'm a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i i like real talk i need to get that martin shirt oh dude that martin shirt is dope did you not that did martin you sh- were you not able to hear the audio no oh man well the the basic punchline was at the end the cop is interviewing this woman and she's like and he's like so you didn't sell her the crack and she, and she goes matter of fact like, oh oh no sir i don't sell crack i'm a prostitute <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. Bazinga. That's um, a, like my favorite. Did you just line. say Bazanga? My favorite line ever from Reno 911 is, is it, I think it's Terrence was his name, right? Or Terry. 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 And they're like, have you been giving out hand jobs on the roof of Taco Taco Taco? And he's like, <laughs> um, of course not. And he's like, so just hypothetically. If I were to want a hand job on the top of roof of Taco Taco Taco, how much would it be? And he's like, mm, five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like they responded to the call and like he was high on something. They're like, I don't even know what he's on this time. <laughs> um, awesome. so 
three shout outs off jump. We got two new Patreons. Wah, 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 wah. John Volker and Justin Clay. Justin is my dog. You He's know been Justin? since day one. Justin's my dog. Nice. A1 since day one, baby. Reppin' Thanks, SD, Justin, boy. and thank you, John Volker. Uh, Jay is ordering some new stickers, yes? Yes. Okay, so we'll get you those ASAP. Um, yes. And I also just want to give a shout-out to a congregation member. Um, I don't know if I can say his last name, so I'll just say Zach H., uh, who told me he's getting 19 months on the 10th. So, awesome. so that's badass. Rad, and he was saying Zach. that uh, that's incredible. Yeah, that he really digs our show. So I appreciate that, Zach, and congrats, congrats, congratulations on the sobriety. Oh, oh. yo, you know what we should do? I don't know. If people are picking up tokens like year chips, we should have them call in and we can sing them happy birthday. That's a good idea. Or just talk we to them. Yeah, talk, and both. How Zach, both? holler at me. Uh. Yeah, it's not your me. birthday, but we'll sing it to you anyway. Oh yeah, it's nineteen months. That's that's just a month. Yeah, okay. Call us when you get two years. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that so weak? What? Uh, that like you can only celebrate like months for dumb. the first ninety days. That's like uh, you should listen to Bob Forrest's podcast. He has such they have such a different. You know Bob Forrest is yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, they have yeah. such a di- if people don't he was on celebrity rehab with dr drew and he was in the band uh thelonious monk um but they've got such a different view on like aa and recovery and like he like he's like i, I was i just uh i search ebay for like cool aa shit and i i bought like a diamond plated like 24 year chip and he's like and i'm just gonna get it like i don't have 24 years like whatever <laughs> like it doesn't matter awesome. and he was like and i'm gonna wear it around my neck so when i go to meetings people are like you don't have 24 years and i'll be like so what it's cool <laughs> right on dude do you dog yeah for real um. Oh yeah, the other. Uh, I don't want to play it because it's so that um addiction is not a disease video. Oh, I can't do it, dude. I can't fucking. I can't. I can't. I, I won't. I refuse. I'm not gonna do it. You think there's any way we could get in touch with that guy? No, fuck that guy. Like, I can't. Mm mm. Mm but in all rea- like okay so that's my vis- my that's my knee jerk reaction but i probably should we i mean it, it would be interesting to talk to him i'd love to see if he would like say that shit to our like to my I face i would like to see like what real learning he has ever done in the area of addiction i would actually i would love to set him up like with my mom like i can't like tell that shit to to, to miriam let's see how, let's see what she has to say <laughs> Yo, about first uh, of all, me just little, Mi- little Miss Miriam would whoop some ass. Second of all, I guarantee he's on steroids. Third of all, third of all, Miss Miriam would embarrass him and tell him he looks like Fred Durst because he does. He does resemble Fred Durst. Uh, yeah. Um, so, um, note to self. So, still kind of into aliens, right? Shocker. Yeah. And note to self, do not read the comment section on UFO sighting news on oh. alien on like websites. Why? I mean, I, I know why, but yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I do. 
So JP says, "Is that 11, you?" 15... Don't lie. <laughs> no, it's not me. <laughs> Eleven fifteen, two thousand seventeen. Have any of you had a visit from two men, like likeness of men, but can't say they were men for sure, with black suits and black sunglasses and black hats? I was questioned by two human-like entities after spending a lot of time online reading about extraterrestrial beings. I I had also been googling phrases about things that I remember happening throughout my life, like seeing a black triangle and a lot of other stuff. This goes on and on and <laughs> on. There's a black triangle on just on about on. everything. Okay, so that was eleven fifteen, right? Eleven seventeen, JP. Good news, everyone. After a short and unofficial investigation into the completely random and somewhat troublesome memory reported fifteenth November, <laughs> I have established beyond a beyond a preponderance of the evidence that Ooh. the memory was in fact a very realistic dream based on men in black three <laughs> <laughs> oh dude i didn't see that coming it's so good uh, did, it's so good that's really funny uh, you yeah d you didn't did you i didn't really know but i found out that the uh the men in black thing is an actual uh, conspiracy thing and there that's it's like a an, trope. yeah it's like a well thing yeah i guess it is a, it is a trope but there's like a there's like specific and there's one video i'll send it to you it's a very interesting video of uh oh i can't remember who they were going after but it shows two men in in black um and that was the last time this one person was ever seen and there's mm. security footage of them going in to right. where he was at it's pretty interesting yeah um yeah, and like uh, That's a lot of people though. with <laughs> it's funny, a lot of people with um, like uh, extraterrestrial sightings or encounters or whatever report missing time. So yep. like that's not you know, it's a thing. Did I did I already tell you that I was listening to someone and they were talking about the one of the it was on a secular UFO site and they were saying. Uh, one of it was like on a page on defense or whatever, and one of the defenses okay. listed was uh invoking the name of Jesus. Really? Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Isn't that interesting? Doesn't that add another layer to the? They were saying that yeah. like people that uh were like getting abducted out of their rooms or felt presences around them that um, they instructed people to just claim the name of of Jesus and that would repel them interesting that's right. fascinating it is fascinating a lot of people so like people that have been a quote-unquote abducted or whatever i don't know if i believe that but um report feeling presence and entities like in and around them that, that they can't see well not did, in not in them i'm sorry around them you saw um <laughs> in them yeah <laughs> oh lord <clears throat> you saw fire from the sky that movie I don't think so. Oh, really? That's a uh, uh -uh. that's a super classic, the abduction movie. It's a true story. No, is it a true story though? Uh, it's this guy's story. Yeah, and it's this town's story. This out. guy did um disappear, uh, reappeared with like all these like this crazy PTSD and and this insane mm. story. And, Interesting. Uh, there, yeah, and there was like witnesses to the flash, and there's it, it's it's interesting is it a documentary or is it like no a it's it's a i think it's like once i think i've won an award or something too it, like it's not a bad movie it's a good movie i'll check it out yeah i wonder if it's on the netflix uh they're ran by freemasons so i doubt it 
Netflix is? I'm joking, dude. Is that a cons- another conspiracy? Th- is that a conspiracy yeah. theory joke? It is. See, I can joke about these things. <laughs> All right, let's get to uh, <laughs> our interview, and then I've got a uh, today I learned. Oh yeah, by the way, Kinsey, I'm real sorry I couldn't make it. I apologize. Love you, buddy. Mm. Yeah, we're uh, talking about the Bible with congregation member and Bible expert Kinsey Owis. high school swim meet today so not to try to you know make you feel jealous of what my life is on a day-to-day that and coincidentally that turned out to be the first thing that gets recorded so (laughs) (laughs) so we got here uh uh high school swim meet expert kenzie (laughs) kenzie owes sound weird (laughs) exactly yeah uh he'll be watching the world series of little league baseball later Uh, (laughs) What's up, man? How's it going? It's going, man. Have you ever seen The Room? Like the horrible movie? Yeah, yeah. I have seen bits and pieces of it. You should. I want. I want to watch it because I really want to see disaster movie. Yeah, but I should see the like fully see the room first. Yeah, you should. That's why I've been uh rebringing it up to a bunch of people because <laughs> I want them to see it before it comes out. I saw. I saw something on the internet where it was just like it was just every single like quoted line from uh, the room, and I just I lose it every single time. Or there's another one that was like it was the like hi Mark. Oh hi Mark. <laughs> it, like, out. It, but then it just goes to like it goes to um, uh, Mark Hamill in the newest movie like taking his hood off. <laughs> <and> like, <laughs> oh, that's was, good. That's good. good. So. I brought you on to talk about the Bible. That's is that the, the, is that is that the correct pronunciation? That is the yeah the uh, the basic instructions before leaving Earth. Um, <laughs> what are the other acronyms for it? Uh, that was the only one I knew. Gosh, no, there was the um. Oh no, I can't remember it. Oh, it was like the one that I learned in like elementary school that just was like it was so cool that I knew it. Uh, Ugh, I can't remember it. It's gone. I like I remember um General Electric Power Company for Galatians, Ephesians, <laughs> Philippians, Colossians. No, I my parents had this friend who he like is a like Christian musician kind of guy, and he did a Bible rap and I learned all the books of the Bible because of it. No way. And it was because my mom was like, if you memorize the whole Bible rap, I'll buy you a bionicle. <laughs> And so I was on it, dude. That's hilarious. I was on it. Uh, I wonder if it's still on YouTube. The Bible, the Bible. Yeah, or, I mean, I wonder if it's still anywhere. Like, I would love to find it. Oh, I'll see. 
Yeah, see if see if uh, oh, Madre will send it to you. Oh, I still remember the guy's name, dude. Oh, okay. Uh, Excuse me. Never mind. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, it came up right when I typed his name in. What's his name? His name's his name is James Ward. James the Ward. Holy, it's called the Holy Books Bible Rap. Oh, that's so legit. I'm gonna. Oh wait, let me write that down. I'm gonna play that <laughs> in its entirety. And <laughs> uh, end, end this episode. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, Do you remember? There was another. It was. Uh, it was so bad. It was. It was like an anti. It was like a. It wasn't a rap. It was kind of like a rock rap, Christian thing. But it was like uh against masturbation and it was like masturbation is sexual sin <laughs> masturbation no. is sin to your body like it was oh, no. <laughs> it was well, intense do you, do you listen to the podcast good christian fun uh someone else no i just um it's on my queue because somebody else said something about that I highly recommend the two people that run it are super funny and they just did this one where they do like the worst Christian song of all time. And the song that they most recently played for the like, they talked about the movie God's Not Dead. Nice. Uh, which was a hilarious breakdown of that movie. Um, but then they do like the worst Christian song of all time. And they did the song on like purity. And it was this like 1980s band. Like, like he was like dressed up and they both had big hair. And they were like, it was so, just so, so- fun. Since podcast land can't see, Kenzie just warped into full uh, Freddie Mercury, like had a mustache. Yeah, (laughs) that's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. So let's talk about this 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 wacky book called the Bible. This goofy guy. This this fan fiction of the world. Oh, Uh, that that is a way to put it. Actually, no. So, um, let's start with canonization yes so because this is the most common I, I guess i could i could run this just by like common argument or not arguments but common stupid things people just flippantly like the 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 zeitgeist out there for people yeah. uh and so number one is oh well the bible is just a symbol to control people it, it was just like made by the catholic church to just oppress people uh First things first, Catholic Church did not exist when the Bible was canonized. Nice. Um, yeah, so uh, when the Bible was made, it was uh, right around when Constantine had taken over closer because uh, he was the one that made it not illegal to be a Christian. Right. Uh, at the, I want to say it was First Council Nicaea. Um, do, do we think he was actually a Christian or was it just a political move? Um, okay. So here's a fun fact. Uh, so it was basically taught like back then it was taught like when you were baptized, you like, that is, you would become a full Christian. But when you became a Christian, you couldn't like act like a king anymore. So basically, uh, it's rumored that, or it's known that Constantine, at least from what my professors told me, Constantine didn't get baptized until he was on his deathbed. So that way he could still rule as this like crazy benevolent ruler. That's awesome. Uh, And and yeah, super smart. Um, And if anyone wants to uh, fight me on that, uh, I don't want to fight. You can, I'm a pacifist, so you can, (laughs) or you can hit me all you want. uh, But you, (laughs) 
uh, you can call me and we can talk about that. If, if you're like, I think you're wrong, uh, I might be, but, um, yeah. So basically at the time, uh, the n- no, like Christian church really existed yet. There was still, you know, cause they were still like not necessarily in hiding because like not every single King or Roman emperor or whatever hated the Christians. Um, let's, uh, let's set a timeline. So we've got, um, okay. Jesus dies. Jesus dies. And more like roughly around like 30, Zena. I want to say, well, Jesus died so probably we, like 33, 34 AD. Um, so why did, why did they start AD 30 years before that then? Just for like, weird. so they did, well, okay. So they did time. Okay. Well that goes into the Gregorian calendar of like. Yeah, way okay. future where some uh basically some like um priest was like what if or a monk was like what if i just went back and we just calculated how many years we roughly think jesus was like how old he was so actually with uh-huh. king herod's timeline <laughs> king herod uh he did the whole like i want to kill all the children like four years like in in, in 4 bc Okay. So he did it like four years actually before AD started. Um, So really, Jesus was probably around like thirty six. So so it's kind kind of like going by his birth rather than his death. Okay. His birth and his death. Okay. Uh, Okay. So you have before Christ, and then in the year of our Lord, uh, which is AD Anno Domini, uh, which is why we say AD. Um, But now it's BC and BCE, or BCE and CE. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Thanks. Thanks, Obama. (laughs) Uh, um, (laughs) so uh yeah that was definitely him he did that that was his decision um so we had that jesus dies comes back hangs out for a little bit uh great commission everyone goes out into the world world as we know it world um and goes out and in that, the Romans still really didn't like the Christians because the Christians obviously didn't believe in like didn't believe that the emperor was God, right? Um, and they weren't a part of the imperial cult. So he went. So kind of after that, there was a lot of things, you know, like again, they were really weirded out by communion, and they were like, "You're really actually eating Jesus's flesh and blood," and they were like, eh. <laughs> "And so that's where we got the term like consubstantiation and transubstantiation." To, to, uh, to church it up for the Romans? Yeah. To, well, no, that's basically like that's where uh, they kind of later they kind of had to figure out like, okay, what are we saying when we say the body and blood of Christ? Uh, okay. So Catholic Church is still under uh, – still would say that every single time, uh, at least theologically, uh, not every Catholic believes it, but every the, the Catholic teaching is – Every time you take communion, there's a molecular change to change it into the body and blood of Christ. There's like a molecular level. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that that was actually I, – I, I was speaking to a, um, this – all right, quick, quick anecdote. We were having a, <laughs> we were having a little Bible study at a coffee house, right? It was just kind of an impromptu thing, right. and it's just me and our non-denominational Bible folks or whatever. And then ironically right next to, like we were saying something about the, we're reading the Bible and this dude just leans over and goes, you talking about Ephesians? And we're (laughs) like, Oh, what? And we looked over and there was a Catholic group right next to us. So then like, while they were there, I was like, I got 
got some questions for you about like this whole Catholic thing. And right. he he uh said to me that they actually had like a scientist uh study mm-hmm. basically they had, it was confirmed by science that it had in fact changed molecularly. Right. And I was like, "But how did you get it back? How did you right. t- How do we <laughs> test that if okay, I just it's I just like let the, him have it's it." It's like the episode of SpongeBob where King Neptune like eats the Krabby Patty and then throws it back up and then eats it again and then yeah. throws it back up. Yeah. Um okay. But so yeah, so so that that is a belief. Now, there's also the belief in the difference between a cradle Catholic and a converted Catholic. So a cradle Catholic is someone who is born into the Catholic faith. And a cradle Catholic has their ability to kind of pick and choose and they can they can more they can more freely say, I disagree with these things in Catholicism because of good conscience. Now, if you are a converted Catholic, and again, this is one of my professors who she's Catholic. She taught me this. Uh, it, then you have to uh, affirm strictly everything in the Catholic Church. Wow, uh, that's so weird. Yeah, interesting. So they, yeah, it's, it's so it's this whole thing, and that's why you have somebody like uh, this is going to get a little theology thick here, but uh, somebody like. Um, Oh, I'm forgetting his name, and now that makes me feel bad. Uh, basically, there was like <laughs> a Catholic priest. Oh, it's gonna bug me when I when I remember it. Saint and Francis. Be, nope. Um, you and I are gonna be Aloysius in like 20 minutes, and all of a sudden I'm just gonna be like, yeah. I like yeah. say his name. <laughs> uh, but he was like, he was a universalist, but he was a cradle Catholic, and so he could, in good conscience, still be a Catholic without being called a heretic. Oh, weird, gnarly. Uh, uh, it bugs me because it's right here. I know. I hate that. You, you know that's you know that's literally I, called tip of the tongue phenomenon. That's the uh, official name that's for that. The official. I, I believe it's Tillich. I want to say it's Tillich, but um, I could. I think it was uh, Tilly and Chavidian, actually. Yeah, you got that. Wow. <laughs> I think wow. It was, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, so anyway, yeah. Shoot back. Uh, so then, and then there's the other kind, which is that it's a representation of Christ. And the and the body rep- and like the bread represents the physical uh, existence, and the blood represents the physical existence. But it it is more in remembrance of the time and not the not a the literal attributes. And then there's like the um, what's the one that's like basically uh, I forget I forget what it's called, but it's just like basically um, like. Uh, it's just like, oh, yeah, we take it because, like, it's tradition. Like, that's just why we do it. It isn't actually, like, for God or for Jesus. It's, it's more of just, like, we do it because, like, it's important in our liturgy and, like, yeah. it's important in our tradition. Um, so, yeah, the, but the consubstantiation and transubstantiation are the two most, like, are the two most well-known. Um, so that's kind of why they had to go through that after a while once they became popular because once Christianity became popular uh, – they had to be like, okay, let's let's actually break down this whole body and blood thing, so like everyone kind of understands a little bit more what we're saying. We're not actually just like digging Jesus up all the time and just taking chunks. Yeah, uh, <laughs> well, so. and that's it's funny to me that like that actually like was able to freak out the Romans. Oh yeah, well, uh, because awesome. they were some pretty debauched folks. To- well, here's the thing: they were they were messed up, but like. Uh, even when you look at, uh, but they didn't talk about it. Like that's the weird oh, thing. Oh yeah. Okay. That's what really freaks people out yeah. about the Christians. Like, so we, there are very few documents that document crucifixion. 
really like really? outside of the Bible. We don't have a lot because yeah. it was like no one wanted to talk about it because it was messed up. And so that's actually one of the reasons why like Romans freaked out around Christians is because Christians were just walking into places and they'd be like, yo, our God like defeated the cross. And people were like, could you not talk about the cross, please? Like, can we not talk about this? Like that really freaked them out. Um, so yeah, there's, there's like that whole dealio as well. It's like the Romans, sure. They were like really messed up, but they just didn't talk about it. And Christians, the thing about Christians is like, well, not necessarily American Christians today, but like Christians of the time were just open about it. They were open about everything. They told each other everything. So they were willing to talk about it. And they had no fear of the death and pain brought by the cross, whereas so much of the others still lived in that fear. So so, so at, at the very onset, um, it wasn't illegal to be a Christian? At the very it onset, was, but it, they were so close to the actual event. They're just like, I do not care. Uh, I would say at that point, because it, it wasn't illegal to be uh, a Jewish person at the time, and they were still considered a Jewish sect. Okay. Because um, that's that's what Paul was trying to do. Paul wasn't trying to like – like when Paul was like – Paul and Peter were first really starting the church. They weren't just like, we don't want this. They were like trying to get Gentiles to come and like be a part of this Jewish sect as like Pharisees, Sadducees, Zealots, uh, Essenes – and Christian, like, and Christians, like they all wanted to be a part of it. And, you know, they just viewed things differently, but eventually, uh, the Jewish people and leaders of the time were like, you are not like, that was not our Messiah. No. And so that's why we eventually were set off. And then it wasn't until like, uh, maybe like 70 or 80 AD. Um, um, that like we, it really started being like clear what was what and what was not allowed and what was allowed, uh, and how Christianity started becoming banned. Um, was, was Christian really started as a pejorative, like the little Christ, like it was supposed to be condescending? Mm-hmm. So that's is that how that happened? Uh, that kind of like, um, because originally they were just called like uh, what was it, like the light or the way or whatever was their original like name. Was like that, they, that sounds so cultish. I I know. We're the way. Weird. We're the way, and I'd be like, easy freak. <laughs> I'd be <laughs> like, no way. Yeah. <laughs> like, no way, and then I'd close my door. You know. Yeah. Um, fun fact: my room, one of my best friends, they she created a fake eviction notice and put it on her door so Jehovah's Witnesses would stop coming by to talk to them. No. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Okay. That's uh, that's a lot of that's, that's a lot of work. Yeah, I, but. My hat's off. Um, So anyway, uh, so they were, yeah, they were originally called something more like that. Uh, I remember being in Pompeii. I was in Pompeii uh, in March, I think, uh, with my school. And we went and there's like this graffiti. And it's like basically supposed to be like, they they think it's supposed to be kind of this like making fun of Christianity almost is what they think. And they're like, ha ha, look at your God rode in on a donkey, but it's like Jesus with a donkey's head or something like that. I forget the exact context. That's gnarly. Wow. Like it was just like, yeah. So you had stuff like that all over. (laughs) And Um, it worked out well for you guys. Yeah. (laughs) Who's who's laughing now? (laughs) I'm just kidding. um, And there's a lot of debate as to whether actually Christianity even made it to Pompeii because some say there was because we have like these little crosses that are etched into the ground and some are like 
okay, those are just markers or chipping. Yeah, it could be a lot of things. Those are crosses. So I wrote a paper on it. Um, But yeah, so I, yeah, so the whole like Christians being like little Christ, I don't, I don't really know the full story. It doesn't really get into academic circles. Yeah, Uh, it seems. Because I think that that's more of like a, not a tall tale, but more more of like a, just like a, it's a fun thing. Urban legend type thing. Yeah, that like we took this thing that was negative and now we've made it who we are. Yeah, we're taking Uh, it back. Right. Okay, so we're, yeah, so we're in Rome. So we're in Rome, and then Christians kind of go through years and ups and downs of legality. Not that it was ever legal until Constantine, but like some Roman emperors really cared, and others were like, yeah, okay, like do you. Um, and that is where we get like the sign of the fish, the ichthus, um, you know, little Jesus fish. Uh, yeah, meaning that was I'd, I've heard that so, it was the, the code sign that like one person starts it and another person supposed to complete it. Right. So there was like that. And there was also like, you would like kind of look out for it. Um, Oh, okay. Like this, like basically like, like how so, pl- plumbers use it today on right. their, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you'd kind of be like, Oh, like, okay, I can go there. Like I can like, Oh, I'm a Christian. And like, this is where we're going to meet or whatever it is. Um, that sounds like such a cooler time to be a Christian. Oh, constantly in fear, getting fed to animals. I mean, I mean, I mean, but <laughs> you get that cool fish, you know, secret <laughs> society stuff going on. Um, so yeah, we, the, they went through that and then eventually Constantine, you know, the story goes, he saw a vision. God was like, put a cross on your shield. And, uh, so he did. And then he won the war. Uh, or won the battle or whatever and took over and was like, it's not bad to be a Christian anymore. In fact, I'm a Christian, kind of. Uh, and then was like, but I'm not going to fully become one until I'm on my deathbed so I can continue to torture, murder, and kill. Um, uh-huh. So yeah, he did that. Uh, and that is start when we get into like Nicaea, and that's where we have canonization uh, of the Bible. Um so what scripture existed? Okay, so, so I'll just say what I know, and you can just uh, refute. So there was the Talmud, which was the Jewish Old Testament, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The Septuagint is later. Septuagint's later, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we got the Talmud, and some of the Gospels, like, wouldn't are they some are any of the Gospels written yet? Yeah, Gospels would have been written. Uh, gospels and some of the letters from Paul. And then, uh, I, well, technically, we would have had all of them, but you still have such a strong tradition of oral tradition at the time. It just um, wasn't necessary. Yeah, like, it, and and a lot of people like talking about, you know, a lot of are like, oh, well, oral tradition is, you know, blah blah blah. Like, this is why it was bad, and it's like the game telephone. But what you don't realize is like the Dead Sea Scrolls were also oral tradition and they were written down and we can look at it after we had found it and be like, whoa, these actually still match up like super well. Like we can use like yeah. oral tradition actually was a very, because you would sit there and like, if I was teaching you, I would sit there and I would say everything I needed to and you would repeat it back. And if you messed up, I would stop you right there and we, you'd start over. And like, oh, wow. it was such a brutal process to be a part of that oral tradition uh, tradition basically 
uh, and I, I also heard that there was a glut of, I don't know if this was the time, but there was a glut of counterfeit gospels and scriptures yeah, so and like all these different sects. So that's why they're like, okay, we need to come together yeah. so and say had, what's what. You had like all the Gnostic teachings. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you have like the Gnostic gospels. So there's the gospel of Thomas, gospel of Mary, gospel of Judas, Judas. gospel of, uh, you know, you, you have all these gospels and, and it was Gnostic teaching, um, and it, Gnostic teaching is really interesting because you have uh, basically they're like, well, there's a secret. Whereas Christians, like we claim, like how you get there is you know God, you know, love God, love people, Jesus, and and figure out who Jesus is if for your personal relationship with Christ, um, and you know, accept Him and blah blah blah. But Gnostics were like, yeah, that's part of it, but we have this secret. Yeah. And so there you had to like learn the secret and finally Christians were like gospel of Judas was never a thing and gospel of Thomas like one of my favorite stories and I think it's the gospel of Thomas is where he's like Jesus it, it talks about him in his teen years. Oh, is that when he turns a kid into a frog or something? No, he pushes him off a roof. Oh, gnarly. And like kills a kid and then they're like yo and this and like the kid's mom is like you murdered my son and Jesus was like no he's fine and like like and makes him come back to life. To life and it's like <laughs> look see I didn't do anything. You didn't see nothing lady. <laughs> <laughs> right like and, and and then there's I think it's it might be in Bartholomew the the gospel of Bartholomew where like somebody asks him and is like hey Jesus how many people go to heaven each day? And Jesus says, 137,000 souls enter heaven every day. And like at the time, you're like, whoa, that's a lot of people. But yeah. then when you actually take into account, you're like, that's impossible. That's not a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you have uh, you have stuff like that. Um, that was happening. And uh, so they were like, yo, we need to sit down and we need to like basically get what was actually from the time and what wasn't. So how far removed from eyewitnesses was the council? Yeah, we the talking first, uh, a century or yeah, a century? Uh, first, Multiple centuries? Me, multiple, I want to say. First council of Nicaea was in 325. So you're okay, so two, three centuries. Two centuries. Two, two, and, two, two and three quarters centuries. Uh removed um but you're still i mean you're still flowing with that oral tradition and and you you they still have a lot of that um and it wasn't hard to i mean it really wasn't hard to be like oh this is the gospels like this is the gospels as we know them um and here's paul's letters and these make sense and like these fit and then you know you have Timothy and blah and you know Philemon and yada yada all that stuff. Uh, did they, now, they did they yeah, base they, what was in there by uh what's the word for verifiability? <laughs> yeah, uh, is I, it was is it was it based on theology or which of these are legit? They, it was based on which of these are legit. Legitimate. Okay. Um. I think, and. and, and and that, then, yeah, it's it, it was based on basically people who knew the teachings, and were were priests and teachers and and did know through the lineage 
what and you could honestly very easily tell what was gnostic and what isn't like if you were to read any of the gnostics he'd be yeah, like i have they're cru- <laughs> they're they're interesting yeah there's a, but it's but like stuff like uh well was uh, was enoch even there i mean it was around i know that but like they didn't so, have copies of it or right, did they well, yeah you that's like um are those considered extra biblical oh uh, yeah what's the word that i'm looking for uh, what? <laughs> dang it! What's the name of uh, the apocrypha? Right? Yeah. That's, so the apocrypha, it's mainly the Protestant church that doesn't have the apocrypha, um, because like Catholics, if you go to a Catholic Bible, like some of them still have the apocrypha in them, and uh, more so the apocrypha was just like stuff that I'm pretty sure at the time we were like, did this happen? Uh. Now, I mean, we do have some truth in it because we know, like, uh, Josephus, who is, like, the reason why we know so much of, like, the Bible and history of the time and why we can connect it historically uh, is because of what Josephus says. Um, But overall, like, I I, I just think it was – I forget why the Protestant – why, why, why the Protestant branch? We don't really use the apocrypha. I asked my dad once when I was little, and he was like, eh, "It just doesn't work." And I was like, "All right, that was a good right, enough." Yeah, good. We'll, we'll we'll take that for this too. Yeah. So, so we'll, okay. So the um, let's briefly summarize what the council did. The council was like, and why we should out. care. Yeah. So the council sat down and was like, basically, it was just like Old Testament. What are we putting in there? And they were like, obviously where our faith originally comes from, uh, you know, the Jewish, you know, Torah and Pentateuch and all that. And they're like, good, throw it in. Uh, and they're like, Psalms is important. Like, and what David's saying, they're like, yeah, throw it in. And, and so, and then, you know, like Isaiah, well, Isaiah has a lot of, you know, uh, and just like with some of the, just some of the teachings that we get and the prophecies like, yeah, okay, we need to put the prophets in. So we took the Hebrew, the Hebrew Bible. Um, and we said, okay, that's our old Testament. That, that is our, that is where we came from. And then, and then when they were breaking down the new Testament, they said, well, we want the gospels and here's what we know to be true. And the thing about the gospels is I think it's, uh, they, they, they're basically the same book, truly. Like even in Greek, yeah. you're to break it down. Uh, like I think it's Matthew. Is it Matthew and Mark that are like ninety eight percent like identical words uh, or something like well, that? Like in this. Okay, this this. Well, I might wait for this. But are you gonna say Q document? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, same. It, it was. I didn't realize so much of what Jesus said was quotes. From the Old yeah. Testament. And so then I was like, uh, okay, well, I can see how, like, people would possibly think that's just, like, made up. Right. Totally. You know, I because I was just like, I never even knew that. Well, and I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of where I heard this. I, won't, I don't know if, I don't know where I heard this. I might have been on your guys' podcast even, but, uh, like, somebody said, it was one podcast I was listening to, but somebody was like, we need to remember like that Christ was a theologian and like, look at who Christ is as a theologian. Um, and, and we forget mm. that, uh, 
we forget that Jesus was a rabbi and he was a good rabbi. Like he had followers, like, yes, he had his disciples, but like, there's a reason why every single time he went into a room, the whole place was crowded. There's a reason why the Pharisees literally listened to him and they were like, this is iffy and like sketchy. Like there's a reason why all that's happening. So you have stuff, um, like that, like we have to remember Christ is a theologian and Christ is a rabbi. So like, of course a rabbi is going to be like, come on, you know what you said? Like, remember? Okay. like, you know, like, yeah. it, okay. you know, like it's, that. it's that sense of like, even like when Jesus says like, it is finished or like, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Like that's Psalms, dude. You know, that's, that's yeah. David, like stuff like that. Um, so you have, you have things like that where they're quoting stuff because at the time, especially in, you know, Matthew and, uh, like the books that are very specifically being written to the Jewish people of the time, they're going to, what are they going to resonate with? Uh, you know, are they going to resonate with all this new stuff? Are they going to be like, Oh, Jesus was quoting scripture here. Like that's what they're going to connect with. Yeah. Like giving him an air of legitimacy. Right. Like, Oh, he was actually speaking truth. And I see that, you know? And, What's funny to me is is back to the argument of like, oh, the Bible's just assembled by men. It's like, well, how else would a book come together? Like, wouldn't yeah. are you expecting a magical assembly here? Right, and yeah, like you have that, and you like, of course, it was assembled by men. Like right. every right, every text was. Turns out, every uh, book in history was assembled by men. And again, very specifically, uh, you know, just because of like you. And it was done by the rulers and the winners of the time. Uh, And that's actually why I I always find the Bible like funny is because like people take the Old Testament as this like really incredible thing of all these like victories when in reality it's just like actually a bunch of like the losers trying to keep morale up. Like if you actually kind of read the Old Testament, you actually – it's just like – the Israelites or the newly formed Jewish people, like just kind of losing a lot, but like keeping morale up. Like, yeah, let's do it. Um, and, and and the whole, if you actually like, I get, I get the Dark Ages uh, and yeah. the the selling of of salvation and all that. I get that. Let's leave that aside. But the argument of like the Bible was made to control people. It's like, have you read it? Like that falls on its right. face very quickly. Like there's right. nothing in there. That is would be a good, un, it would it would have to be like the most intelligent long con in history, like yeah. which yeah. is just it is not. It really isn't. Um, um, so so and then you get so someone says to you, um, and I don't know because it seems there's so many facts to support the otherwise, but it, so often I also hear, um. The Bible's not historically reliable, the the books and all that. So, like, what's your pushback on that? I don't know if I disagree with that necessarily. Um, I when I was in the eighth grade, I remember I was talking to my dad about the Bible, and and I was like, Dad, why? Uh, <laughs> I was like. I was like, Dad, this whole Adam and Eve thing, and my dad just stops me and he looks at me and goes, Kinsey, most likely Adam and Eve weren't real. Like, think well, about I it. Meant, well, I meant and, more. And I know what you, like, yeah, I know yeah, what you yeah. mean, but like, so that kind of started that <laughs> sense of like, but like as an eighth grader who like was just like, yeah, going along with it, my dad's like, no, like think about it. And, and so that kind of made me go back. And 
I would say, uh, in everything we can find, like in the Bible, the Bible is never, the Bible is always true, but that doesn't mean it's always fact. Um, so I, I think that there is, there is some things like, again, like I would say the reality of like, when you think of King David and you think of like the majesty of like the empire of like the Jewish you know, of Jerusalem of that time, like in reality, like David probably just had the biggest hut. Like you, he, you think, yeah, like they didn't necessarily have this, like, it's not like everything was this giant palace made of yeah, marble. That's funny. Like, yeah, in, in my head, that's what it is. It's like right. Yeah. And it's now now maybe the temple was built sturdy and beautifully made, but like the reality is, is like there was like not that many people living in Jerusalem at the time. Well, event- eventually Jerusalem though got got baller city. Yes, it did. It it did, and it fell, and then it got big again. Yeah. And it fell and got big again, and we have that, but like. Tr- like really kind of at that okay time, i see like, i see what you're just, saying though that's if you look historically at houses from the middle east and and stuff like that from the time like they weren't they weren't nothing they were well, nothing. well and i guess um more i guess by historically reliable i meant um as far as the uniqueness of eyewitness accounts being written right. as early as 30 years by the event and like the the dates of right. when this stuff was written I like think the reason the, why the whole dating thing gets confused kind of goes back to even like the calendar thing we were talking about is because like you go back and when this monk goes back and he's like, this is when Jesus was born, when in reality Jesus would have could have been born four to six years before that. Uh, and so you kind of have like dating even shift there as far as historically reliable. Have you heard that conspiracy that like we're actually living in uh, like, like 1730 or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's pretty interesting. Um, and it's like maybe we are. Like, yeah, I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's just, that one's even. I think I, I can't remember what it was like. Popular science or something. Even they were like, I mean, does that and, mean this election didn't count? Oh. <gasps> <laughs> um, but yeah, so like you have stuff like that. Uh, I mean, a lot of times again, uh, I, I, you might have realized this from the Facebook as well. Is like I'm. A, fairly i i tend to lean fairly progressive and so a lot of times when people are like well blah 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 about historical like you know the the stuff not blah 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 they're making legitimate points uh not to belittle you know they're making legitimate points and so sometimes it's just like yeah i hear you and honestly like maybe i can't answer that right now but like like why don't we move to like what it's saying And, and like let's let's stop focusing on like this aspect of like well do we know like the actual historical accuracy of this. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yes. And it's, it's funny because it's like, I don't think, I think people just want to argue and I don't, because even if, because if I tell you, it it doesn't even really hold any weight. It can't. It's like, if I tell you Julius Caesar lived 800 years ago and then you're like, actually it was 300 years ago. Like, Okay. I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, maybe that's a bad example, but it, but it's like, uh, right? Yeah, that's that's the thing. Is there's some talking. things that really just like it are fairly irrelevant. But I guess it's, and I get with the Bible, people are like, well, this is a religion; it's been around for so long. Shouldn't it be more legitimate? And I'm like, I I think that you're looking at the wrong parts of legitimacy. Right. They can't. You sure. know, you can tend to lean into the wrong parts of legitimacy. 
Um, and there is scores of things in, in the secular world that would therefore be illegitimate then by right. those by those standards, which would just be everything like history right. in general. Like history in general is basically it's all made up by the winner. So yeah, you know, history is written by the winner. Um, so yeah, you have you have things like that. I mean, I'm not the most. I, I have a professor who he's like also super archaeological and like man he can he's put people like that who like are in his class and like hey i'm really like struggling with this whole like accuracy of this this and dating and he can be like well here's what we know from like the temples that were built or the grounds that was built or like things that stuff does interest me too because what blew my mind i'm sorry no i'm just saying like he can he like knows that stuff he knows the archaeology so well like i literally took a class called the maps like it was like maps uh it, like the the land of Israel, and we just like did maps all, and we like went through the Old Testament and we mapped everything on like how it happened. So I have like whole battles that I have mapped That's out cool. from the OT, from the OT, um, the OT, the OT. Yeah, because it, it uh, something that like ruffled my feathers a bit when I was uh, talking to my atheist friend was he was like, "There's no evidence that like Jews were actually enslaved by the Egyptians," and I was like, "Yeah, there is." And then I went and looked, and I was like, "Oh." There's not much. Right. But like, but I mean, there is, or like, but then uh, the stuff I read is like, well, why would the, A, like the Egyptians are not going to record such an embarrassing right. thing. Why'd they be like, yo, the Pharaoh got jacked up. Let's talk about how he's super not God. Like, they're not going to Yeah, do- no, 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 no. They're just be like, <laughs> what was that family guy when they were in uh, Germany and they're like, the history of Germany or something. They're yeah. like, what happened from 42 to 43? Nothing. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, exactly. You froze a little bit, but I caught up where you were. So yeah. I was making a, uh, probably in poor taste, uh, Germany joke. <laughs> so. Well, I missed it. So, um, yeah. but yeah, so like you, you have stuff like that. That's just like, okay. And I've had like my, you know, friends who are just like, yeah, well, you know, my atheist friends, whatever, who are just like, well, this is a weird thing for me. And I like, we, it, there's no, and I'm just like, okay, like my most important thing is like, again, like for me, like, I'm just like, well, my most important thing is like, I just love God and love people. And yeah. I, I tend to stick there. Well, um, I wish I, 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 I don't know. I guess it's a person. I mean, Oh yeah, no, I get it. Well, and I, I wish I, I, it seems like I used to have way more blind faith and it, that's why I really, uh, I don't well, know. I don't and, I think for me, like most, like I wouldn't necessarily say I have blind faith. Uh, I think that can be dangerous because, like, sure. I literally question everything. Like, uh, isn't it exhausting though? It really is. Uh, and like, I was, t- I, I think I posted on on our the Facebook page about how I was like, my friend and I are thinking about starting. We're thinking about starting a podcast called The Slippery Slope, where it is just us. Oh, that's a good name. Questioning, questioning everything. Like, good. what what has our faith been? And so, like, I, I tend to more question things of, like, well, I, I question things of, like, okay, like, why was this written? What is the context? Can we still follow this because of the context? Can we still, uh, you know, does this still make sense to be a Christian and follow, you know, and follow these things? Yeah, you know, it's just, like, it's stuff like that where that's where I tend to more question is more the tradition uh than the events because it's like okay if the events didn't happen then like it was yeah still, and i'm not you can still gain something from it you know yeah, of course if if yeah yeah exactly like like with job for instance whether or not that job is the oldest the oldest written manuscript we have biblically 
and it's written and there's like 30 other religions or like old time, like, you know, old time communities back in the day that, that read it as well. Like really that it had, it. yeah. Like Job isn't the story of a man who was blind, like who was like, who took all the heat and like took everything and was like battered down, but stayed faithful. Like, I don't even have to mention God or anyone else in that. I can just talk about a story of a man who stayed faithful to who he was and ended up working out for him. Like, that's just an old story, you know? And, and then any religion can take and put God into it. Oh, see that, that like, I don't know why, but that like makes me sad. <laughs> no, but it should, it should be okay. this thing of like, the reality is like, you can look at, at faith and, and people are going to use similar stories or people are going to use things like that in a way to like, look, we're not that different, you know, like, yeah. Okay. And not in a way that's compromising, but in a way that's like, look, we share stories. Like let's, let's not. Yeah. It's, that's the thing is a lot of times people get compromise and unity mixed up. Mm. And so it's not about breaking down and being like, fine, I'm going to compromise here, but it's about saying like, wow, actually, no, we're, we got some similarities here. Like, well, especially with, uh, well, that's a whole separate issue. We'd be going in like the Quran and the um, Quran Torah and in, in our Bible right. and all well, the similarities, and, and, and it, I'm sure things were borrowed and uh, well, and it's it, well, all right, it does, it does that. That is the thing, and especially with like the flood accounts, is like there's something there. Obviously, right. like oh. there's there's there is a. 100% truth somewhere in there if if right. every if everything is so close and everyone was so unrelated um right. man so we're at like 45 minutes already we might have to do a part two later um, <laughs> totally fine so uh, a quick one um revelation yes was it about uh the destruction of jerusalem in 71 ad sure or <laughs> <laughs> sure uh, you know what I'm talking about, though. Yeah, no, I t- I tell you what you're saying. Um, and again, I think my biggest thing is, sure, sure it was. Uh, what's important is. What would you say the prevailing theme of Revelation is then? For us today. Grace, I think. Oh, I, I, I thought you said correct, and I was like, correct. What? You, you <laughs> yes, are, yes, uh-huh. yes. No, grace. I, I think grace is. Uh, and that might seem weird, but, uh, yeah, explain because I, I think you have this story, which again, totally just seems like the guy who, John, the guy who wrote it was just like, as you know, probably tripping on something and like you have this story and there's dragons and there's a serpent and, uh, you- the devil's there you really think so no i'm just saying like i'm not saying he was but i'm saying like that is like if you read it like that's what like i i mean i mean i work at a church like i work with students and they're like i don't get this it is so confusing it is so weird and i'm like you better believe it is and guess what it doesn't get any easier like my my thing with with revelation is, is really breaking it down to like it is Revelation is just such a book that people focus so much on just because it's at the end. Yeah, you're probably it's, right. It's well, and because it has, well, for me, because it has dragons in it and right, stuff. Well, so, like, yeah, as a kid, the, like, the sermon was boring. Like, I'm going straight to Revelation. 
Right. Exactly. But then you're also like, then you're sitting there and you go home and you're like, am I going to get thrown in the lake of fire? Am yeah. I, uh, am, is there a dragon in my room right now? What about that lady with that staff? Why is it yeah. made out of iron? Why can't she get carbon fiber? Like it's been rage now. It's like 21st century. You know, you have stuff like that and you're like, what? Like this doesn't, you know, there, there's so much that I think people put a lot of focus on it because it's at the end and because it's scary. And so, yeah, that's that's a very logical answer. And it's answer. The very, it is the, like, man, I've read plenty of really awesome books, and let me tell you, that is the last chapter to end all last chapters in any book. Like, it, Oh, yeah, for sure. It'll mess yeah. with you. And, yeah. like, and also, like, so you, you have this, this book that I think is more about, like, hey, like, God and Jesus, like, there is, there might, and you know, maybe I'm wrong and maybe revelation is going to happen in its entirety to exact perfection. But I think it's a little bit almost more of like a, Hey, this stuff could happen. And just know that like, if like you'll be okay, read the good stuff, like, you know, what's there, like, you know what I've promised. Uh, but I I, honestly, revelation is hard because like, I still really don't know. And again, if there's anyone who listens to this and is like, this kid's an idiot and I hate him, uh, <laughs> get that. <laughs> we're, we're having a, this dude, Brian Godawa, on um, like next week or so. so. And that's, he's like a, that's his big thing. He's, yeah, of is Revelation and the Apocalypse. So I'm going to ask him. I can't crap. wait to hear that because he probably knows so much more than I do. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, um, okay, wow, offensive. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I, and again, for me, like I focus on so much more of like, I'm so like, I focus on like more theologians because I'm like, okay, the Bible's a thing and I love it and I've read a lot from it and I, I get it. I get parts of it and I, I think I get the important parts of it, but I'm so much more of the, like, let's just break down all this weird stuff that we've believed, like that we're just like. That's well, and I wonder if that's okay. See, I wonder if that's a bad habit because I turn to authors to not do the work for me, but I find people. But maybe that's how I don't know. Maybe that's how God intended. Who knows? But I find authors that break it down in a way that just makes sense to me. And lately I've been having this well, should I just be coming to my own conclusions and like trusting that? Yeah. Um, which, which I feel like no, a lot of the times because like because I I don't know man it's it's such a weird book because it, it can mean different things to even me at different times it can, it means vastly different things to different people and then you got people like Rob Bell who are extremely learned and know their shit and right. come to this completely different conclusion and so totally. it's like I, uh, what am I supposed to do totally. here? And and that's why I mean that you know on you have people who are I'm a big fan of Rob Bell personally, but I he was the one that kind of really helped me into this moment, like this area of questioning. Um, but yeah, like you can come to so many different conclusions, and I think what matters, and this is such a Christian answer, uh, and in that way I kind of hate it, but it's that sense of like in the end what matters for me to be a Christian is to like love God and love people. And like, I'm just going to do that. And I, I think, you know, everything else for me is like, yeah, like, okay, I'm going to try not to sin, but I also know like 
that that is a reality is, is impossible. But I'm going to try my hardest, and I'm going to know that I've been given grace, grace upon grace upon grace, uh, and forgiveness and forgiveness to get to this point of like, I'm just going to keep loving God and loving people and do my best. And that's where I've seen the most success in like yeah. my friendships. You know, is not the Agreed. kid when I would wear like my camp shirt. They'd be like, "Why does your camp shirt look like the Mountain Dew logo?" But it says Matthew two, and I'm like, <laughs> 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 "Oh, you don't know." Let me tell you about God. And then there, I, you know, and I'm, I'm in like seventh grade. So really, I just like messed the whole thing up. Yeah. Like, I, like, yeah. I need that. Uh, yep. But yeah, so, and, and again, like, I think that's just the most important part for me for, for Christianity and for faith is just like, yeah, we have this book and it gives us a lot of like, a lot of like what God said and what Jesus said. And I, I think even in the sense of like going back to like when Jesus quotes a lot, like to me, that makes so much, it almost gives it a lot more legitimacy to like be reminded that like Jesus knew what he was talking about. And he was doing, he was doing this thing where he was taking what was scripture and a way that was always thought and taught and he was teaching it in a new way and that's why the like that's why they were like well you're blaspheming it you're okay. you're you're taking our scripture and we've taught it this way and you're teaching it this way and that's not okay like you're and 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 you're claiming you're god like that's why you think you can change it is because you think you're god like that's why like jesus was taking stuff and he was like have we ever thought about not this and everyone yeah. like <laughs> which is really well, yeah, I guess that's how you get into like heretics because that's really or what, you know, quote unquote heretics because that's what like people are doing today. I guess that's what people are doing all the time. And I, right. Yeah. OK, well, that's it. I can't. We we don't have time to go and set right. more rabbit holes. But I do. I think uh, I do want to do a part two because I've got <clears throat> I want to talk about like the prophecies yeah that were fulfilled that that's one of those things where like i wish that truth could have weight for me because it's like these things were written at this totally. time and then this other thing happened at this later time so it's like right. whoa that should be mind-blowing but it's hard to because i wasn't you know what i'm saying it's yeah, hard to make and i'll put that in the perspective of like dude that's all our christological lens like that's dude, what, all what, what, our, did you so, just cuss at me <laughs> So our Christological lens is like we we as Christians will sometimes forget we only read the Old Testament through the lens of knowing who Christ is. So like it's almost easy to be like, yeah, well, the prophecy was fulfilled and like just say that like it wasn't this mind blowing thing. Yeah. And just like, yeah, that's just what happened. You know, whereas like like that, that's what that is, is is you have like some of that stuff is why we don't freak out about it. Um more so yeah and we can talk about that yeah again we don't have time but we can talk about i mean i love talking about this stuff and we can go from again we can start from now we can go to the creation of the orthodox church and we can just go to the creation of the catholic church we can do segments um yeah, yeah exactly because like, well, there's so much like there's so much information yeah that's and it's really hard to not rabbit hole or just be detailed about it yeah. because if you're not deep like because again like with you i you know i don't know exactly what you're thinking but what were you thinking but like i don't know exactly <laughs> like what you're thinking with but it's kind of like one of those things where it's like i can do my best to describe it 
but I'll, you're still going to be like, okay, wait, stop there and let's answer the, you know, like it's just, yes, so that, yes, everything. Okay. Yes. That's it. The, the more I look into stuff, the more <laughs> answers, the more questions. It's just like, ew, ew. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, well, cool. Well, cool, man. Uh, thanks for stopping by. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Uh, I'll talk to you guys soon again. I was like really hoping when you're like, when you like, shot me that facebook that like when you when i gave you my number that you were just gonna send pics of john because he kept doing the old switcheroo on you then oh yeah show up tonight uh, i know i know he's he's sorry oh he has kids and a wife <laughs> nerd uh, And we're back. And we're back. And we're back. And we're back. So, you ready for today? I need a song, bro. You ready for Dude, today? AJ. I, AJ. I know, AJ. AJ. Chop, bruh. chop. When I say jump, you say how high. When I say I want a song, I want it in my inbox yesterday. Today I learned. Today I learned. Today I learned. We don't need you, AJ. We need you really bad. Please make a song. <laughs> okay. Today, I'm going to tell you about the true story that is really freaking sad and tragic about the dude that inspired Crocodile Dundee. Why? Why? Why are we doing that? Why are we doing that? Because it involves drugs, and it's really interesting. It's okay. kind of just sad. All right, Crocodile uh, Dundee was into dope. Anyway, now I'm really interested. So Continue. Crocodile Dundee came from this dude named Rodney William Ansel, born 1954, okay. died 99. Ansel okay. became famous in 1977 after he was stranded in extremely remote country in the Northern Territory of Australia and the story of his survival with limited surprise became news headlines around the world, and he was the inspiration for Paul Hogan's character in the 86 movie, Crocodile Dundee. So, awesome. I'm not going to go through the story. It's basically Crocodile Dundee. Like, he survived in the outback. Mm-hmm. Um, so, following the unexpected blockbuster success, Ansel unsuccessfully took Hogan to court. So, he sued him trying to get money from it, which I feel like he rightfully should have, right? If that's in your likeness, you should have like some sort of royalties or something. Like, yeah, that's for, it's life. kind of a dick move uh, to not give him anything, but he got yeah. nothing and it ruined him. So his inability to profit from the films remained a source of bitterness his entire life. In the 80s, he found himself in a protracted dispute with the Northern Territory government over the controversial bovine brucellosis and tuberculosis eradication campaign. So Australia was killing um, livestock to get rid of tuberculosis. Yes. Right. Even but. So to comply, Ansel was forced to kill 3,000 herd of buffalo on his property. 
Oh, Lord, that will ruin you. Yeah, he originally planned to capture and domesticate them and set up his family for life. Um, yeah. The neighbors, three neighboring people, were awarded 100 k in government loans, but Ansel was never compensated for his losses. Then, uh, Mimosa pigra weeds, which is an invasive weed spe- uh, species, began taking over his land, rendering it useless. With no money to fight the weeds, the Ansels were forced to sell. When they sold, the couple's 15-year marriage disintegrated and they divorced. Depressed, unemployed, and cash-strapped, Ansel began growing weed, later becoming a user of crystal meth. (laughs) So, he started dating this chick, uh, and they both got on meth. And in 99, um, there was a roadblock on the intersection of blah, 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 a highway, and Ansel ambushed a police sergeant and his partner with a 30-30 lever-action rifle, uh, oh and a gosh. massive gun battle ensued in which Ansel was hit with uh, buckshot in the aorta and died. Uh, <laughs> apparently, leading up to his death, because like they were wondering why the shootout happened, because like yeah. he didn't have to go there. He did it on purpose because apparently leading up to his death, him and his uh, girlfriend had a shared delusion that the Freemasons were, uh, that he was telling people the Freemasons had kidnapped his sons and were now stalking him. Oh my God. So Paul Hogan, you should be ashamed of yourself, dude. Isn't that just like, like talk about like shit. Luck. Jeez, I know. Wow. Uh Yeah. That's crazy. That is crazy. So next time you watch Crocodile Dundee, I hope you feel awful. <laughs> Re- remember That's a knife. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's not a meth pipe. This is a meth pipe. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. Oh, I'm just sad, bro. Okay. Okay. I can My combat spirits. sadness. Uh, you remember Bellicino's 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 Pizza in Irma? Yeah, I do. Did you ever work? I there? worked there. Did you? Yeah. Okay. So did I. Did we work at the same time? That was like my first job. That was my first job. Maybe. You remember Steve, the cokehead pizza manager? He's a dick. He was a huge dick. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Well then, so yeah. So why did did we not work together? I don't know. Maybe we did. Yeah. Well, totally. I only got that job for weed money. Let's be honest. Me (laughs) too. So, uh, this was before I knew what Seroquel was. Like when I was like just trying drugs period. Mm -hmm. Cause I was like, is it a pill? I'll take it. And, uh, so I got some Seroquel not knowing what it was. And, uh, it was like an 800 milligram Seroquel. And I fucking snorted that bitch before work. And it, congregation, uh, Seroquel is just like an anti uh, antipsychotic that just knocks you out. Like you just go sleepy time. You just go sleepy time. And I just <laughs> started an eight hour shift, dude. And I like literally 
Dude, I cut my hand open with a pizza cutter. Uh-huh. I was falling into the cheeses. Like I was just <laughs> I was trying to sweep. Oh bloody. Oh my god. I was trying to sweep and I was just leaning on the broom, just <laughs> nodding. And I was just like, like, what is happening to me? And Steve came up to me. He was like, You are a danger to yourself and everyone here. You're like, you need to go home. <laughs> I was like, Okay, thank you. Uh, and uh steve good looking out steve he knew yeah that he ended up going to rehab and then we were cool because oh no really yeah yeah i think that that i got that job when i was like 13 and i probably shouldn't oh legally okay it was way before yeah i got it like when i was like 16 mm-hmm. yeah that um it, yeah that was rough dude <laughs> <sighs> I also, that's remember. I remember trying. I snorted an ibuprofen 800 too, and like that was the most god. Like, I wonder if that's why I still can't smell to this day because like that hurt more than anything. Why would you do that? Because I was dumb, dude. That was when I started doing coke, and I was like, "You can snort stuff. Let me just snort everything." (laughs) You know, these these are the lessons, the hard learned lessons, dude. Uh yeah, uh, we snorted. I we like really, f- and it was complete placebo effect. But um, we used to snort my buddy's antidepressant meds. Yep. What kind? Do you remember? Oh man, what were they called? I don't remember, but they were they tasted sweet almost. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that, we're like, oh, uh, I'm so chill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so like not depressed, dude. <laughs> like, whoa. Uh, that's, funny. that's funny, man. It's I guess it's funny. It's sad and funny. It's, it's funny. It's not. It's, it's not Rod Ansel sad, but it's sad in its own way. Like at least it's I not didn't. Crocodile Dundee sad. It's but... not dying in a police shootout in the outback sad. While ranting about the Freemasons. Facts. Which Facts. I gotta get my friend, uh, I'll call him B until I know if I can get him on, but I gotta get him on there, man. He was he was our friend that was so twisted on meth that he thought um, a biker, this like imaginary biker gang was trying to recruit him, and he ended up like in a police altercation on a bridge and ended up getting tased three times and like no, kept uh, going. And, <laughs> yeah, dude. That's dude balled out. Man. We called That's it. Great. We called it God's electroshock, though, because like he's his mind was gone, and after he got tased, he came back like no shit. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's incredible. Like we thought he was never coming back, and all it took was you know ten thousand volts to the old dome, and he's good Dang. to go. Don't tase me, bro. What? What if? Like I just liked. I'd like to imagine a world where God is like, ugh. Here you go. Let me help just you. Just tase him. Just tase him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like Jesus is like, all right, we got lightning. We got um, police tasers. Tasers. Definitely tasers. Do all the right. taser thing. Gabriel, go <laughs> make it so, number one. I was, dude, no, I, sh- I can't tell that story on here. I'll tell you after. But there's a tase. I have a tase story. Is it about you? No, it's about a sponsee. That's why I can't. Oh. Uh. Yeah. Sure you can. And use his full name and address. <laughs> he's he's got to learn humility, all right? Humility and humiliation. So, congregation, yeah. I graduate class this weekend. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, dude. 
sending off my application Monday. So if if any of you out there are the praying type, just uh, toss up some that it'll come back quickly. That'd be sweet. I'd appreciate Pray it. Pray for God's will for Jed's life. Yes, that. Thanks. <laughs> um, we, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that. Um, uh, yeah, I think we can wrap that one up, man. Cool, let's do it. Uh, send us an email, churchandotherdrugs at gmail.com. Um, Thanks to our new patrons. Thank you to our new patrons. If you want to be a patron, go to our Patreon. There's a link in the show notes. Check yep. it out. I think the dopest thing about that is like we put out a bonus episode every week. Yeah. And we have a, a private patron-only Facebook group that's just fire Which, as fuck. It's the only reason I haven't deleted my Facebook. Yeah, and Scott, you can go to hell with your with your yeah, comments, yeah. bro. First of all, all right. Scott. First of all, Scott, country man, if that's even your real name, I'm beginning to doubt. Some, we're gonna have some words. We're gonna have some name. words when I see you in person, <laughs> bitch. Damn. But yeah, I'm sorry. There. Okay. He uh, hey. Okay. Okay. He hey. Whoa. I was talking. Hurtful. I was talking to this dog that was right next to me. Scott. You know, you're a good guy, but hurt. sometimes that hurt me. Sometimes inter- I know it hurt me saying it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, you're a lovely guy, and uh, that restaurant you work at is the best ever. Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges. I'll tell you the truth about the book of Ruth. On the first and second Samuel, first and second Kings, first and second Chronicles, all those things. Lead to Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, and Job. I want to go to heaven in a righteous robe. Singing Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Solomon's song, and the prophets are these. Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Jay's lament. Ezekiel, then Daniel, to the lion's went. Hosea, Job, and Amos's tale.